what's going on people this is the real to real walk family and we are back again with yet another episode one another episode full of energy juice and character right energy, energy another episode where we bring forth knowledge understanding and wisdom hmm. another episode where you go away feeling energetic and inspired that's <laughs> it that's it Another episode where you need to increase the volume on your Spotify. Uh, <laughs> yes. Another episode that you need to send to your pastor so that he can listen. <laughs> Back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. And we are the Real Talk Real Walk family. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. However, where you're listening, we appreciate you. Um, right, so without wasting too much time, today we're going to talk about, well, there's a tweet that I saw on Twitter, and I thought it was quite interesting, to be fair. Um, so I thought it's definitely a good conversation to have, because I thought, hmm, this is quite a good one, one that I often see, and it's something I, I low-key kind of agreed with. Um, and I will read out the tweet for context, but it says, Christians avoid worldly people who don't act Christian, but have a very high tolerance for people within the church who don't act like Jesus. <laughs> well, I'll, read it again. I'll read it again it says christians avoid worldly people who don't act christian but have a very high tolerance for people within the church who don't act like jesus hmm. what's your lots of original thoughts do you agree do you disagree hmm. i want to say i agree <laughs> what's, why the hesitance okay well, because when I first read the tweet, my first thought was like, yeah, I think that's true. But then I haven't really had a proper, I haven't done a proper full and full analysis. So it's just what was initially, what initially came to mind is, yeah, 100%, I agree with that. Mm. What was your initial thought when you first come across the email? Hmm. Um... <laughs> Man wants to give his full rationale already. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give the short answer. I don't. I can't hear you, bro. At all. Sorry. Um, I don't fully. I don't fully agree. I don't fully agree. What's your What's your quick reason? What's your quick thinking? I can't give you the quick answer. <laughs> you see, as you said, it's too early. But I don't fully agree. I think. There's, uh, it's a bit too. The, the statement is a bit too. There's some conflation of some things in there. <laughs> Do you know what? It's probably helpful to break it in two. Obviously, we can kind of cut the tweet in half. First part being Christians avoid worldly people who don't act Christian. First of all, most is that true? I that's, think that's wild because hmm? worldly people wild? are not supposed to act Christian. Like they're not Christian. Wait, say that again. Worldly people are not supposed to act Christians because they're not Christian. All right, I think, yeah, I, I think you say Christians let's avoid... Let's not be obtuse here, all right? I think you know what he means. <laughs> you know what he means now. Uh, no, I just think that... Do you know what? I think the expectation is different because... Well, for me anyway, if someone's not a Christian, you can't expect them to act Christian. So therefore, like, I don't think... I don't think people avoid non-Christians because they're not Christians. We have no expectation of them. So I don't think the term, I don't think the literal term here is act Christian. I think it's probably display what we deem as the fruits of the spirit. So you don't have to be a Christian to have patience. You don't have to be a Christian to 
I don't know, show a level of meekness, for example. You don't need to be a Christian to have peace in your life or to show to show kindness to, to your neighbor. So I don't think he necessarily means um, worldly people don't act Christian. I think he, he might mean worldly people who don't act good in character or good in terms of their behaviors and actions and so forth. So, so are we we're classifying unbelievers now? <laughs> no, no, I'm not classifying unbelievers. But you don't have to be a believer to have a good character. There are so many non-believers who have good character, good, yeah, good characteristics. Sorry. But is that what this tweet is? Is the tweet referring to those kind of people? Well, other people. He, he can't possibly mean worldly people are not acting like Christ because there's no expectation. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. But, <laughs> but it goes about saying, though, guys, we can read between the lines here, innit? Don't you think? No, you can't because it, the first, that's that's why I said I cannot agree because he's come. What does it mean? Worldly um, Christians avoid worldly, worldly people. people who don't, who act, don't Christian. act Christian. So what is, do you know what? What does it mean to act Christian? That's, what does that mean? that's nonsense. That's nonsense. <laughs> That's nonsense, in my opinion. What does it mean to act Christian? That's that. Well, yeah, as you've described, kindness, maybe meekness, patience, all of that kind of stuff. That's nonsense because there are Christians who have friends that they know are dysfunctional. So it's that not dysfunctional. Yeah, they they people yeah, have. I, I, I friends, think I think that might be the minority. It's not the well. Okay, dep- I I think it depends on the context. I think a lot of. Uh, in in Western society, a lot of millennials, a lot of Gen Z, and and the generation after that, they they've they've grown up in a in in a in a society that is very open, that is very liberal, and a lot of extremely. them, a lot of them are around unbelievers who are not Christ-like in any are way, those, shape, or form. Are those individuals in question Christian, or do they identify with the religion and tick the box when it says? Oh, Christian, Black African, Black Caribbean, when you're doing job applications. There's a difference, well, isn't it? Uh, well, I can't speak to that. And I don't think any one of us can answer that question. But I what... think, yeah, I agree. I think we're better off focusing on the second half of the question because the first part, it, it don't really the, make that much the sense. First half is not, that's, that's, that's what knocks off, that's what knocks me off because it's like avoid worldly people who don't act Christian. So what Christians, what prior, are you, are, is he saying that Christians are prioritizing friend um if if they're not Christian outside that of their... about, I think that goes about saying though like don't be unequally yoked in it people have taken out scripture now for okay I can't be friends with somebody who doesn't believe in Christ because we have different morals different beliefs etc etc so a lot of Christians tend to flock with other Christians even if I ask you oh who are the people that you speak to day in day out I'm probably 90% sure they're probably a group of Christians yeah, but that's not what he's saying here. He's saying worldly people who don't act Christian. So he's he's making a he's making a a division even amongst unbelievers. So he's like, yeah, there's unbelievers, there's bad ones, but there's good ones that actually act like Christians. So he's saying like uh, he's saying from what I'm reading in English, he's saying <laughs> that there are a group of unbelievers who who have some Christ-like traits, and these are these are the unbelievers that a lot of Christians would be more willing to associate themselves yeah. with. And that's, it's, it's not a blanket or, or unbelievers. He's gone worldly people who don't, um, who don't act Christian, which means in other words, well, 
they avoid those ones, but then accept those who do behave like Christians. That's what it sounds that's like. Nonsense, and sure. that's, not, that's nonsense for me. I feel like if you want to make a point and say that, if you want to make a general point and statement, I feel like what he's trying to say is we we tolerate more nonsense from believers or we see more nonsense from believers than we do unbelievers. Um, I agree or, with that. I think it's the same thing, but I agree. I think it's, I think it's probably the choice of words here. I could, I can definitely see an agenda, but he could have worded it much better. He could have got a point across without it being a gender field. If he's 100%. trying to say that we have Christians have more grace for non Christians than they do for Christians, then I think that's a point that I generally agree with. No, no, no. He's saying, I think we show more grace to bad, badly behaved Christians than we do to unbelievers. Well, that's stupid because Christians are the ones with the mandate. But what he's saying, what he's trying to say overall is, um, what is he saying? He's trying to say basically, why is it, what he, the, um, there's, I don't know the word for it, Sha, but we're doing English, English here. <laughs> what he's saying is, that it shouldn't even be that believers are so badly behaved. So why do we tolerate, why, how can we call ourselves believers and be so badly behaved when there are better unbelievers who behave yeah. more like Christ? That's basically oh. what he's trying to say. He's trying to do reverse. That's what, this one is a gender and <laughs> crinkum crankum all put in English and presented to no, us. No, no, he's saying, he's saying we don't, we don't tolerate people from the roads with bad behavior, but people in church with bad behavior, we tolerate. Yeah, that yeah, that's basically what oh, I'm is saying. That what you're saying? Yeah, words. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's saying, for example, if you have an abusive man that's non-Christian, Twitter will be going for that person and say this is wrong. Yeah. But the minute he's a Christian, they're like, Oh, oh grace, grace. <laughs> like, grace. Yeah, yeah. You have to forgive. I understand. I completely yeah. understand that. To be honest, which it, that point, I that point, I can understand and I can see, I can see how that has become um, a reality. Yeah, At the I same agree. time, I don't necessarily believe that's that's the full picture um, for believers. I think it's more um, in us. This is not to say that there's, there is hypocrisy all across the body of Christ in, in, in dribs and drabs, but I think in our culture, the, the, especially in this social media age where where we're trying to present ourselves as as good prim and proper people that have no issues and no problems i think it's easier to attack unbelievers because they're unbelievers and then go okay right well they're believers let's you know give them a blight because they know the bible and they know the word of god i feel like there's more people feel more inclined to do that because they're believers but then at the same time i feel an element of it is guilt because when you maybe look at yourself, you think, okay, well, I do exactly the same thing. So let me blight this person. We're believers <laughs> and we're in, the, we're in the same mess. Let's blight ourselves as opposed to unbelievers because it's easy to point our fingers because, we're, you know, the standard that we held to the scripture, you know, you know, we're meant to be a, a moral, you know, some sort of moral standard. We're meant to have some should, sort of Should it be standard. that way or is it unfortunate? Or should it's it be un- that way? No, it, it shouldn't be that it shouldn't be that way. But at the same time, what that, that speaks volumes because if us that have the standard are not living up to that standard, why are we then pointing our finger, 
you know, to people who are not living by our standards. And that's kind of why in, mm. you know, Jesus, the, the instance where Jesus is like, look, one, there's what there are two instances where he's like, look, he who has no sin cast the first stone when they wanted, you know, when they wanted to stone, you know, the lady caught in adultery, like, yo, Jesus writes something in the sand. Then he gets up and says, look, okay, cool. If you guys want to do it, go and do it. But all of them were convicted in some way, shape or form. My person, my personal belief on, on that passage is that Jesus was writing stuff in the stone, in, in, oh, sorry, in the ground about stuff that the Pharisees were doing. And uh, yeah, and, and they read it and thought, how on earth does this guy know what we're up to or what we've been up to? So-and-so was probably stealing tires. So-and-so was probably stealing around. So-and-so was probably sleeping with another man. Jesus writes that in the sand and goes, yo, go on then. No, mm. no one could do anything. Another instance where Jesus is like, look, take the plank out from your own eye before you try and take the speck from somebody else's. And that's what, that's, that's why we have to do this. We have to be, as believers, we have to be self-aware. Like we, we only connect self-awareness to, to mental health conversations. But in Christianity, we have to we have to adopt this this mentality of self awareness as well. You have to be able to look at yourself and go, look, do do I match up to the standard? And if I don't match up this, to the standard, it doesn't mean that I should keep quiet and um, you know not believe that sin is sin. But what it does mean is that let my life you know align with the word of God first before I start shouting and pointing my finger at someone else. Like you can't be pointing your finger at Boris Johnson. Like it's I find it funny because. <laughs> And then we'll point their finger at Boris Johnson, but man, in the church are still sleeping around with so and so's wife or with so and so's sisters in the, in the church. Bro, this is, bro, this is the, this, when I saw this tweet, I thought, yeah, this is the truth because I don't really understand it. I mean, I do get it, I do understand it, obviously, but figure of speech, I, I don't understand how we can obviously live with that particular mindset. That this people close to us that are doing a madness. People close to us are doing a madness. But hmm. we don't look, we don't look within. But when it comes to people outside, like it's crazy. Hmm. I or, think though it depends yeah, we... on the sin because if it's murder, okay. everyone's just saying murder is murder. But now when it comes to man them cheating, it's always different because there's always women, ah, forgive now. Ah, go back to your husband. Like the narrative always changes when it comes to cheating, especially in church. So I think that's a terrible example to use because but anyway, if yeah. If it was a non-believer cheating, there was still, people still go to them anyway. It don't matter whether they're... No one tells, it's funny because I don't think that... The, I don't think people tell wives of non-Christians who are cheating to forgive and stay. Like, that's a very church thing to say. Half the world outside of church don't even... This forgiveness thing, people are like, ain't on that. Forgive someone that cheated on me for what? Do you know what I mean? So... I just think that already... Wait, people in the world forgive, though. Of course they do. They do. But it's... <laughs> yeah, they do, to be honest. But it's more they like... Do. <laughs> I think you, I think you're just aware of the Christians. I think you're aware of the Christians. So that's probably your community. So you hear more of those stories. But I think it's more so because of the narrative. Like, What's it's the, the way it's, it's done in terms of how women... Christian women are spoken to about things like that versus how non-Christian women are spoken to. Non-Christian women, people will be like, it's up to you what you want to do. If you want to stay, that's your business. If you don't want to stay, that's your business. But when it's Christians, the narrative, oh, you know, keep your home together. Just be praying for him. Like, people don't say that to non-Christians. Oh, pray for him to change. I beg, they're just going to look at you and be like, what? 
Yeah, why would non-Christians pray? Who they pray to? Exactly. But that's what I mean, though. No, but that's that's, that's, that's because they're not believers. You can't you can't give them yeah, the same, the same yeah. teaching. You can't expect non-believers to pray and forgive. They never know yeah. what forgiveness is. They ain't gonna do that. Well, you just said yourself, non-Christians forgive as well. So you can tell us a non-Christian to forgive, you, you or can, just you know, it's, it's optional. It's optional. Yeah, it's optional. You can tell but them ask to ask, man. They did. But the, but the honest truth at the same time with that aura is that yes, uh, there there is there is uh, there is actually a demographic of unbelievers who have of unbelieving women who have forgiven their husbands when their husbands have stepped out on them. There are many, there are many cultures where uh, women have had to accept that men can sleep around and you know impregnate other women or just have fun and they have to stay at home, and and. That's it's just a cultural thing because a man is a man and he does you know he does all these things he can't he can't be committed to one woman or the, or the other and in some respects maybe they may not have forgiven but they still stay with the man because the home needs to be in place the optics of it you know what will people say what will be people think if you walk away from the husband in some religions you can't even the woman can't even walk away from the man but the man can walk away from the woman so Yes, I, I definitely hear your point, but there are many instances, even unbelievers, even ratchet unbelievers. I'm going to stay with my man. I'm a, you know, I don't care. That's what I'm saying. You know what your man is on. So well, look they, at Two Face Adibia. I don't know if Two Face oh, and his no. wife are Christian or not. Oh, I, know, I know everyone's watching this, this, Nigerian, this Nigerian loving hip hop. But <laughs> apparently, the guy is, is, is married and he has five um, kids with. Eight. Eight. Apparently, eight. Apparently, no, he's got um. Six. No, he's got two. He's got three of his current one. Yeah, no, he's got two children with his current wife, and he had four kids before that. Are you sure? Four, not during. No. Yeah, no. Well, they were. They weren't married, but they were together, or maybe they were married. Anyway, she said they've been married for ten years. She said that her first child is his fifth child, and she knew him before all those other women met him and he's and he and he's mm. had two other kids after that one her after their first you see they were together uh, so, so one years. so another one with her that would make it six and then he had the seventh with somebody else and then today what i've been reading is from nigerian blogs or whatever is that number eight is on the way oh really yeah and that. yeah Number apparently number eight is on the way, but the point I'm even with that, like I haven't watched, I haven't watched this program, but like Toby was telling me that, um, you know, she's stuck with it. She's known about you know this stuff, and she's stuck with him through thick and thin because they were like high school sweethearts or whatever. That once again, this forgiveness narrative or whatever, just sticking about. Even um, I, anyway, Gab said he doesn't know whether they're, whether they're Christian or not. I don't know. I don't want to speak to that. <laughs> From their behavior, it doesn't. Say I'm believing, so. <laughs> if I say it, people will say I'm being rough, and, and I don't know. Okay, sorry, sorry, Christian police. Um, as for me, I will say that that anyway, from for his side, that that's clear. That's not the, the behavior of of a man that believes in Jesus Christ. That's just the honest truth. But the point is that her as a woman, she's accepting his nonsense. She's accepted his nonsense. The guy's known you, and he's had six of six, potentially seven of. Um, sorry, uh, five kids, six, five, five or six kids kids outside, outside, outside the relationship. 
of your uh, outside of your relationship whilst you've been together. It's not five kids when you weren't together. He's had five kids with other women whilst you've been together. And you still stuck with him through thick and thin. So it's not just believers that are, are pushing this narrative. I, I definitely get what you're saying, Ore. But then at the same time, you have to understand why there's more of um, a push for believers or Christian women or men to say that to Christian women who, who have who are going through that. It's because, you know, the scriptures encourage us to forgive. Even and though... Tell even the man though that's been philandering up and down. Yes, yeah. Even, 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 we hear you. I know the, the rum is burning your chest. But the point <laughs> here is that there's more of a reason as to why Christians would say that. Does that justify the cheating? Absolutely not. But because of, of what the scriptures inform us and teach us, people would do that. Even though the Bible, in my personal opinion, and we see it, that you know cheating or adultery is a grounds for divorce and in my opinion the only the only grounds a conversation for another day but what about abuse you better yeah no that no that uh, that, it's a conversation for another day because i cannot go into my full thoughts about that including abuse but yeah, I, I think that would be a hot topic. Anyway. wants to twerk right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's why I said. That's why I don't even need to caveat because I've made. I'm making it clear about what I see or I have seen from scripture that abuse. Um, sorry, not abuse. Sorry, adultery is the clear grounds biblically for a, um, a married couple to walk away. Everything else, we can discuss it. We can debate about it and stuff like that. And I'm up for it. I I, I do sit on the fence with this one, though. Um, out, out, any every, Other things outside of the realm of adultery, I sit on the fence with. But yeah, the point I'm trying to make is that even at that, the, we still have a, a Bible that teaches us to forgive. And there have been many couples that have, whether it's uh, man to wife or wife to husband, they have forgiven their spouse who have stepped out on them. And and the reason, I guess why, is because the Bible encourages forgiveness. There's instances of forgiveness throughout the scripture. So I guess that there's more, it's not even an incentive. It, there's just more reason as to why Christians will be banging on about forgiveness. Do you know, I think we obviously, we expect more from Christians, which is understandable. We obviously expect more from Christians because of the standards that's placed on us. It's almost as though we don't we expect little from non-believers, though, which is which is a bit wild. But we expect us to live according to a specific standard, or to to live in a particular way because of what the scripture tells us and because of what we believe, mm-hmm. which I definitely do here. Um, but on a flip side, though, it's just like because you're not a believer, do we expect you to cheat, or do we expect you to be rude? Do we mm-hmm. expect you to have an attitude problem? Do we do we expect you to lie because? you don't necessarily follow the scripture. You don't necessarily believe in, in what we believe, which, which, is definitely, which is definitely mad. However, I definitely do think we have to G-check other believers, though. Um, yes, I'm all here for, oh, yeah, show grace, show grace. But I definitely do believe we have to G-check believers. In the same way, we'll G-check non-believers. Or in the same way, we'll be, you know, I'm an R and if non-believers do certain things. I think we should definitely carry that same spirit and same energy with with believers it can't be believers just doing stuff up and down and every time it's oh yeah show grace show grace he swore at his mum. i grace grace he's still growing as a christian um <laughs> or homeboy slap someone oh yeah, yeah show grace. 
I'm all here for grace, but I think, you know, it, it gets to a certain point where you have to pull up your Christian brothers or your Christian sisters and just be like, look, this is wrong, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think I've, I, I, I think I, I get your point um, and I fully agree with you. I think that grace always comes with truth, though. That's that's that would be how I, how I would describe it. Grace and truth go together. You can truthfully speak to a brother or sister about a matter whilst be whilst being graceful about it. And I think that maybe the reason why people kind of um, put grace and truth against each other is because they, they even know how to apply truth very well or they even know how to apply grace very, very well, but they don't really know how to find a balance. And I think that's that's something that all, all of us as Christians find challenging at times because we live in a world where certain a lot of scenarios are very unique um, and they're very, you know, no situation, more time is the same. So sometimes we, more time we will never necessarily apply grace and truth together in, in the same way or in the same measure. You've kind of got to know how to use it together. But Jesus gives us the best examples of how to do it. But yeah, grace and truth comes together. So for example, the instance that I gave, the woman that was caught in adultery, Jesus wasn't giving her a reply. But what Jesus was saying was like, look, look, woman, after he challenged everybody, it's like, look, go and sin no more. Um, And that's the truth has to balance things up. Look, you're in sin. You've been caught in sin. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the grace, the, the the grace in this moment was every one of you, who has something to say. He wrote something in the sand. Everyone is now quiet. That's where great great it now goes. Look, so every one of us, Ayansh is showing here. Everybody <laughs> keep quiet. Everybody needs grace, and that's and that's how and that's that's the Jesus model. Grace and truth goes together. It doesn't blind you. It doesn't give you a blind and say you can continue. No, Jesus said to her, go and sin no more. Just like he said to several other people in the Gospels, go and sin no more. Your sins are forgiven. That is what it's all about. The truth is that you're, the, the sin that you're in is not the end of the world for you. But it's not grace is not an encouragement. That's why Paul says, should we continue in sin that grace, um, that grace may abound? No, absolutely not. Like Grace is not the license to sin. And I know this is probably another conversation about grace and stuff like that. Um, but grace has never, ever been an occasion for you to continue in your sin and continue in your wayward ways. No, it's actually an empowerment to live beyond that. So that's mm. that's that's what I would say. Let grace, let your grace be coupled with truth, so that you're not, you know, allow it. You're not giving someone the pass to continue to sin. But then at the mm. same time, let your truth, you know, the realness, let it be coupled with grace. Yes, we know. Yes, we know that, you you know, you stand by the word of God and that, you know, the word of God shouldn't be watered down. Yes, we know that. But couple that with grace. You also, when you needed help, you receive grace from God to overcome that sin. Even if you've, even if, you know, you haven't struggled with that, that particular sin that your friend or someone you know may be struggling with in a very long time. That's, that should give you more of a reason to extend grace because you know what God delivered you from and you know how he did it for you. So extend that grace to other people with the mm. truth that, you know, you you hold so dearly. Yeah, I think that truth thing is very, very important, man. I think I think our delivery as well is probably probably what's also important and and almost imperative. Because as you was talking, I was just thinking, what does this look like? Um, grace and truth. Obviously, we know what grace looks like and, and truth and having that conversation. But what does the conversation actually look like? 
Mm-hmm. And I think the delivery is probably important because someone's probably thinking, yeah, I always get onto my friends when they do wrong. Um, I always correct them when they do wrong. But I think it's obviously important in, in knowing how we deliver that truth and mm. how we obviously communicate because you can communicate in two different ways and say the exact same thing and get two different responses or two different reactions from a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think how how we how we are delivering that that truth is is very important, depending on on the individual that you're delivering the truth with. Before people now people listening now think, oh yeah, I'm a hero. I'm always g checking my friends. Don't know about you, mm-hmm. love. Um, mm-hmm. So I think yeah, I think the 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 delivery is definitely important because what I do see, I do see a lot of yeah, grace, grace, and when they are trying to speak in truth, it's always bashing an individual and then obviously yeah. someone ends up leaving the faith or someone ends up saying Christianity's not for me mm-hmm. and then people end up running away which is which is obviously a place that we kind of need to get away from mm-hmm. I think being able to deliver the truth with grace and in love is definitely an important thing and probably probably a challenge for a lot of people man but yeah. I think social media especially just makes it hard to deliver truth in in the best way possible a hundred percent because everyone's pretending but i think also there's the fact that like the proximity and the fact that a lot of people don't actually know each other in real life it makes it easier to just be quick-witted and sharp with your tongue and and just attack Mm. people need to go back to the good old days where people can receive slaps (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people think that and i don't know Oh my gosh! You start slapping people now. No one will be Christians again. It's true though. <laughs> if, you know, if you were chopping slap, you would be very careful with what you say. I was just going to say, you people be slap. so much more careful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it goes two ways. Yeah, it's true. It's definitely a proximity thing, especially on on Twitter, where nobody really knows anyone in real life, or the majority of people don't know each other in real life. You can hide behind the internet, mm. so mm-hmm. you can you can drag anyone for for whatever they say. Do you know what I mean because mm-hmm. because it's the internet. Whereas face to face is a different story. Like today, everyone was dragging Ardi, and I was thinking, Ardy. bloody hell, this internet, man. When they're ready to drag you, they'll drag you, man. <laughs> look, I look if look Ardi, if you want deliver, look, we can pray for you. We can cast that devil out. But he's not Christian, so why are we dragging him? Someone's gonna say he's not Christian, so why are we dragging him? Huh? I, it's not even. No, no, no. That's. I think that's that's. Uh, this is it's not the the topic of conversation isn't witchcraft today but for me when i when i spoke about the the topic is my issue was about him doing the racial racialization of witchcraft what, not did you like everyone's gonna spin it yeah because you know for, um and and i slightly feel like um i may zizi i feel like she slightly enabled him because she was like mm, 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 like stones and manifestation and whatnot <laughs> like, mm, mm. and he's like yeah 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 and like saying not ju- bros, like bros, witchcraft is witchcraft. Whether whether it's you white witch, level, you don't think there's levels to it. It's not I don't le- even want to engage in bros, level one as far as I'm concerned. Bros, witchcraft. I that's what he was referring to. I watched bros. it last night. Yet. I watched it last night before yeah. all this hype come on the internet. Yeah. And as soon as he said, "Oh, I know, they, I know they're going to click this part," I just thought, "Do you know what? He's part of the disclaimer. Nobody should now tip it. He's, he's clearly telling us it's not what we all think." Which make, and now I've seen it today on Twitter. Obviously, I was at work, so I was in the office. I couldn't really see much. But I literally just thought, 
One person tweeted it and everyone just jumped on a bandwagon. You, you know no, what? Witchcraft is witchcraft, though. Let's be That's honest. That's the thing. You're not... the levels? I don't know much about this witchcraft or demonry, but is there levels to it, though? Bruss, I'm not trying I'm... to mess with anyone that Bruss. has said, yeah, I mess with witchcraft. Sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to find out. Bruss, <laughs> it's it's not Summer, a... Walker. Summer Walker posted a I'm picture on Instagram doing witchcraft. It, is, and... that, is that the obia that the Mandan from South London were doing? And that, I came with the same energy. Bruss, that one is struck. Bruss, you know the, the shrine that she has in her room? It's, you know, it's... It was a Yoruba shrine. Don't ever get it twisted. Don't think, oh, it's different. <laughs> Bros, it was. Bros, these don't don't mess around because I, I checked it out because I was like, yo, like these people, like a lot, especially a lot of Black Americans, they're getting back yeah, into they their, they're Yoruba, getting back um, into their African ancestral religions. Bros, don't get it twisted. When some of them are saying, oh, my name is uh, Iyanla uh, or something else or something else. Bros, they're giving themselves those conk Yoruba names. Name. My name is Ogumosha or my name is XYZ or XYZ. <laughs> um, Dr. Uba his name was Babatunde. <laughs> no, he said Ifatunde. Ifa. Ifa. <laughs> What's his name? Um, Dr. Uba Dr. Ifa Tunde. Ah, bros. All these people are messy. You don't even know what you're saying. Even this uh, uh, Mama Arubo, what's her name? Um, Iyanla. Bruh, yeah, that's you, what I said, Iyanla. Yeah, that's a Yoruba name. Like, it's a Yoruba name. But even her, like, what she knows the me- she knows to a degree what the meaning of it is all about. It's not just, oh, I'm here, uh, it's uh, Westernized healing. Bros, that lady's into some stuff. The point is, levels or not, witchcraft is witchcraft. And and it is it is demonic practice. So him saying, "Oh, I know they're gonna clip this. Clip this. How are you gonna go on an interview? Say that your mum does witchcraft, and everyone would. You think we're just gonna be? Mm-mm, I hear that, <laughs> bros. It doesn't work mm. like that. That's why I was like, you yourself know that people will clip this. You opened your smelly mouth to say that your mum does witchcraft, <laughs> and you, yeah, even deep it, yeah, because I I made a joke out of it, but. To be fair, f- like think about it. Your mom could be doing mad incantations on your head, and bros, that could be why y- you are where you are right now. Mm. But he knows that. That that was the point that he was making. He was basically <clears throat> saying that he believes in manifestation, and that he knows that. I don't. I can't remember what the question Zizi asked him, but he was basically saying he believes in manifestation, and he knows that that's the reason why he's here where he is today is because of all that <clears throat> kind of stuff that <clears throat> he's been doing and his mom's been doing. So curses are flying. They're pending on your head and you're coming out to say, oh, I know they're going to clip this bit. Yes, we're going to clip it. It's not. I'm not here for the dragon bit, but I don't think you can come out and be saying that your mum practices witchcraft and all of us will be saying, wow, that's wow, that's amazing. <laughs> like, are you mad? Bros? He said it so casually as well, so calmly. Yeah, like, bruv, come on. This is, that's what made me think, is it is it as bad as what people are making out to be? That's what made me think, is the levels to it? Bros, this one is not level. He was way too calm. He was way too calm to be saying, I do judge. He was way too calm. Because it's, it's because that's that's why I spoke about the, the racialization of it. If if he can make you feel like his kind of witchcraft is Harry Potter, like, oh, we just do stones. I just put stones under my pillow and I say, um, Hail Mary three times and I spin around and whatever. What does that do? But the negative portrayal of, of judges, oh, you have to cut the, you know, the rooster's head at three o'clock in the morning. Babalawo has to pour the blood on your head and cut incisions of your body. But bruh, these guys, like these Freemasons do exactly the same. Some of them will be sleeping in a coffin. They'll be drinking animals' blood. They'll be drinking human blood. They'll be killing babies, X, Y, and Z. But that's not what they will put on the TV for you. So we will now be thinking, ah, the one that we saw in Nollywood, 
that's the evil one. And then the one that we see in Harry Potter, that is the white one. Obviously, we know the connotations of white and black in anything. It's already, the lines are already racialized. But when you think about it, he said stones, sage, all of that. You think it's cute. Oh, um, someone's just burning incense in their room. And someone has a tarot card on the table and whatever. And they're just, you know, oh, woosa. But the point is that, bros... Don't try and don't try and diminish it, and that's what mm. happens. Like in, in the Western culture, you just admit, oh, witchcraft. It's like, bruh, there's multi. Like people were coming out today to to say, oh, my lecturer said that they were a witch. I remember my wife I, in an old workplace. There was a woman. I can't remember if it was a line manager or not. This was some years ago, and she was the woman was a witch. She mm. like, I practiced this. I practiced. The woman was mad sus, but because she's born. She judge she's doing X, Y, bros. As long as you're not collecting any biscuit from her, as long as she's not bringing you tea in the morning, it's don't true, drink that yeah. thing. X, Y. The point is that don't think because Sally has said that she's a witch and she looks okay and she's a kind person, but then uh, Ola that is doing judge or uh, uh, what's his name, um. Jay Huss or whatever or Sneakbo that will be turning into cat or goat or the mandem in ends that were banging that and they were just turning into random animals and running away when when the feds mm. came and you just demonize them. Mm. Witchcraft mm. is mm. <laughs> witchcraft is witchcraft. So there, there's mm. no levels per se. There's I definitely that, um palm readers. It's all the it's same. All part of the occult. It's, it's all it's all I'm demonic. It's all occultic. <laughs> we, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't practice that. Saying necromancy, we don't do that. Positive, even positive manifestation, all of them. We don't believe any of that. Burning of sage, diamonds and crystals, because the the hood man, the man in the hood that go and see the obia man, like you know the man from south. It's all demonic. Yes, demonic. It's all demonic. Obviously, we know that, but do you, is it? Do you still see it in the same light? You will see people. Yes, hundred percent. Same I, energy. And you know what? I need to even say because I think I actually genuinely, and I'm sorry to over spiritualize, but I genuinely, genuinely think is, I think it's part of what the devil is doing to separate people from Jesus Christ right now. Is it's it, the lines are starting to be blurred between occult practice and reality. A lot of these people that you follow on social media, they are doing tarot. They are all of this kind of stuff. They're messing with it heavy. And if you don't open your eyes and be careful and listen to what they're telling, because a lot of them will be telling you straight up that this is what I'm messing with. You need to, we need to be discerning and we need to watch and be careful what we're taking in because people are messing with it heavy, mm-hmm. and it's, the lines are being blurred. All when when all this, the way people are throwing around terms like manifestation and things like that. I'm telling you, listen very carefully to what they're saying, how they're engaging in it, and just be discerning because we're in a in a in a time when these things are becoming normalized. Before, back in the day, ten years ago, you say all of this stuff, people either think you're loony or they know straight up that's witchcraft. But now the lines are becoming blurred in a way that it's becoming very subtle and it's quite scary. Very, it's very, it's very, very scary. And for me, I don't think. Um, UK has adopted it as uh, as widely as Americans have because UK were you know the UK culture we're we're, we're very skeptical um, Christian or not it just it, British people were very skeptical in comparison to other um, cultures or other countries in America like these people can come out 
and be do like do insta life of them doing their diamonds and their rock crystal uh incantations and and people will be there watching they'll do it in their posts they'll do it in their music like what's his name there used to be a rapper that i i, I listened to um uh joey bados yeah young kid and then obviously he's not a young kid anymore then i think it was like two years ago I think, I don't know if he quit rapping or whatever. Or I just remembered that, oh yeah, he raps. So I went to go and check him out. And then he did a video and he was coming back to rap or something like that. And the vid, like the beginning of the video was him um, doing an initiation into, I think, if our culture or if our religion and the, the, the incantations and bloody, bloody, blah, and X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, yo, like, are people actually like, he didn't even do this and people were like yeah we need to get back to our roots bloody bloody blah like it is becoming widely accepted i think as i've said about quite a few things today this is a conversation in and of itself like witchcraft and this and that and how but ores actually absolutely spots on the lines are becoming blurred and i think people are becoming more open to it because they're like ah someone is just doing stuff with with diamonds and wearing it on their neck or just you know, saying, holding it and speaking words or just hanging it up in their house. But it, the connotations are deeper. And as, as believers, if we're not careful, we will get sucked in. Similar to this universe conversation, um, not just oneness with the universe, but I'm speaking to the universe. I'm this with the, the universe. The universe is working in my favor, X, Y, Z. And then slowly people are, are, uh, are substituting God for the universe. And it's like, guys, be very, <laughs> I want to thank the, be very, very, very careful. The enemy is cunning and he knows how to blur the lines very well. And that's how, you know, there's obviously of recent, there's been conversations how manifesting has been creeping in, you know, into, into church culture under the guise of uh, praying, prophesying or declaring the word of God and other stuff. But we have to be very careful if it's not rooted in scripture and the Bible is very much clear about witchcraft and, you know, the, um, and, and demonic practices and, you know, whatever necromancy, um, um, what do you call it? Um, necromancy speaking to the dead, tarot cards, all of that kind of stuff. Soothsaying, um, the Bible is very clear about those practices. They are evil. They are demonic. They are not Christ-like. And we don't see anywhere in scripture where the Bible endorses it or supports it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a conversation. No, I definitely agree with the both of you 100%. I don't have anything to add on to that. Um, I do find it interesting though. Um, when the, the, the rappers from South, um, before they became Christians, they used they were heavily involved in obviously going to see the Obia man, so you say go to the mountains and that sort of stuff. And obviously, we've heard their, their testimonies. If you don't know, who I'm talking about right now, it's Boost and Avaga. I can't remember, is it Coloco? Um, that them yeah, 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 yeah. Their mum were heavily involved in this, um, the witchcraft and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I remember Boost obviously telling his story, and he got shot at point point blank. So yeah, the gun was literally pointed in his face, mm-hmm. and obviously got shot at a few times. Essentially, survived it all, and the, the bullets didn't touch him, etc. Someone's asking how. That's the witchcraft for you. Mm-hmm. But after that, he now became a christian he now got saved obviously i don't know why he got saved not my testimony but he obviously got saved and gave his life to christ after mm-hmm. this one um if he if he hadn't gone and done the obia thing 
he obviously wouldn't be here right now because he got obviously shot out point blank. And two, um, before, obviously going back to what we were talking about in the beginning, before he was obviously a Christian doing, you know, witchcraft and that, I don't think people dragged him. I don't think people got onto him. But I know if obviously, if he was a believer doing that sort of stuff, the uproar would actually be quite crazy. Yeah. Um, the uproar would obviously be insane. Um, and it kind of goes back to, me saying before, obviously, we kind of judge Christians differently to how we judge those in the world. But I just find it, it's, it's interesting, though, that, you know, him kind of doing what he did, the witchcraft that he did, kind of obviously saved, we don't know if it was the witchcraft that saved his life, but him obviously doing what he did kind of prevented him from obviously dying. And then after that, it's just like, rah, like, I need Jesus sort of thing. It's quite mm. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, even, um, what's his name, the guy that used to go spec TK Mad Max and Oh, oh yeah, 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 him as well, yeah. He's talking about realms and dimensions and all of that kind of stuff. The point is, either way, e- yeah, either way, um, it's it's wrong, it's wrong, and us us as believers, we just have, need to have a biblical view of those things. Um, even even though you know um, those what 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 the judge or whatever that they were using. Um, protected them and stuff like that it still doesn't it still doesn't make it right we know you know same people use you know people um cast spells and all of that stuff to to get them out of poverty and make them rich and stuff like that but it always comes at a cost the enemy doesn't give people stuff for free um and that's and that's ultimately why jesus has come to set us free from the powers of darkness to set us free from sin and the penalties that were already looming on our heads because we didn't know him and we weren't in relationship with him. So either way, it doesn't make it right. Even if you're using judge to do something that you think will benefit you, your friends or your family, it's still wrong. Um, it's still wrong before God. It's just like unbelievers, you know, that that may not, you know, bang judge or whatever. Um, they're, they're, they're doing wrong things, you know. They, it could be selling drugs, for example. But it's to, you know, for some of them who aren't selfish, because many of them are, but some of them who do it, you know, to support their family or whatnot, you know, just because you're doing it for good, re- for a better reason doesn't justify the means. Um, and so it, it's the same, it's it's the same way in the faith. Like you can't use, you can't, if you're using the gospel for, you know, selfish game, gain or whatever, it's wrong. It's whatever is wrong, it's wrong. So, we we have to be able to hold ourselves to the to the standard of the scripture. Um, whether <laughs> if you are an unbeliever you, and you hear the gospel, that shows you the standard that you ought to live by. Um, and you and and once you're born again, then you're translated into the kingdom of light. But if you're a believer, that is the consistent standard you need to remind yourself of. Um, yeah, yeah, real. Um, you got scripture, bro? Yes, I do. Um, whilst you're looking, Madam Ore, hit us. I mean, it's always hard to, to do this bit because I think we always have such a good and rounded discussion. I never really have anything to tie it together, but I'm sure that's what the scripture's for. <laughs> Essentially. Guys, witchcraft is wrong, point blank and period. It's very, very wrong, and be careful of anyone who makes it seem normal especially sorry actually i do have a point especially i think especially as black people a lot of people would would tell you different kinds of things about christianity being a white man's religion and and how before they brought christianity into africa people were practicing this this occult or 
you know, this is what people are practicing. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother episode, which we should probably get into one day, maybe. But um, yeah, we have to be careful. Hmm. Absolutely. I've got I've got the scripture, by the way. Yeah, go to bro. John chapter eight from verse three to verse nine. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing them in her midst. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm placing her in the midst. They said to him, "Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery." Now, in the law of Moses, command uh, the now in the law Moses commanded us to stone such women. So, what do you say? They said um, they said this to test him that they might find a charge uh, to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first one to throw a stone. Once more, he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning um, with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. and and Jesus said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go f- and from now on, sin no more. Guys, that one is plain English. There's no, I don't even need to draw any revelation from there. The point, <laughs> the point is Jesus executes grace and truth in the best way. Like the Pharisees were trying to hound him to get an answer. He had written an answer in the ground. They were hounding him for more. He started writing again. The Bible says as he was writing again, one by one, they were walking away. He was probably listing out one by one what their issues are, what their problems are, and they're embarrassing themselves. They were disgraced. And But he says to the woman, look, does anyone have to say anything against you? No. But now to you, I say, you are not condemned. Go and sin no more. So the challenge for, for believers who are living uprightly to continue holding, um, you know, fast to the faith and walk uprightly. Don't walk in pride. Pride comes before a fall. But then for those who are not walking, you know, uprightly in the faith, or you're an unbeliever, um, you're, you, you're still deserving of grace and truth. Um, even if you're not a believer of Jesus Christ, believers ought to extend grace and truth to you. And we can do that in balance. Um, and for those that are like, how can I do it? Ask Holy Spirit how to do it. Ask him to give you the words to say at the right time in the right space. Sometimes we will not get it right. But our prayer and hope is that as long as, we do, as we're graceful and truthful, God will do the rest. Holy Spirit will do the rest. So, yeah. Amen. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Really do appreciate that, man. See you on the next episode. See you. Sit back and relax, tell me what's on your mind